This is Chan Smith. I am uploading all of my old podcasts onto a new uh, podcast hosting service. All of the phone numbers and addresses will be different in these old podcasts. So just note that any email addresses, phone numbers, mailing addresses, and website URLs may be different. This is Revival is Here Ministries by Chan Smith. Thank you for tuning in today. You're listening to Podcast 12 titled Sowing on Good Ground. Let's pray. God, I ask you, Lord, to bless this podcast in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, let it be spoken with truth, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let your word be spoken with truth and boldness, God. Lord, it says your word will never return void, God. And I ask you that everybody hears this will get touched by you, God. The devil will not stop their ears from hearing your word, God. They will hear it, Lord, and they will understand it and know it's from you, God. And they will, you will touch them, God, in a mighty way, God, that you will... Uh, save them, Lord, and set them free from their addictions, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. You will heal them, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. You will bless them in a mighty way, God. You will use them, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. You will use them to be a better witness, Lord. They will know how to witness to people and not to get discouraged, God, in the name of Jesus. And they will know how to pray to witness to people know the steps to do, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, to heal your people, Lord, and people will keep their healing, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I thank you for it, Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus. This podcast uh, is talking about um, sowing, and it's sowing on good ground. And it's not about sowing of finances and money, which I'm not saying that's a wrong interpretation, but it's about sowing on the ground to see the word for people's salvation because that is our calling, the Great Commission, to go out and witness and get people saved. And that's really powerful thing to go out and witness to people and the satisfaction you get knowing that somebody's name is written in the book of life and not they're not going to hell that is really important and that's what it's all about is to go out and witness you might wonder why when you witness to somebody and they get saved why their salvation doesn't take and they slip immediately or later on down the line or when you pray for somebody and they get healed but when they go home they get they lose it or in a few days they get they lose their healing and stuff you might want know want to know why that happens and it's because the devil can come in to choke it out and uh, their the weeds can come in and choke it out and their salvation won't when i take the reason why people don't keep their salvation or healing is because they have no good ground or they let things come in and choke it out or other reason is why they they don't get saved or healed is because Satan comes in to destroy the seed before it can take root. You must bind Satan first so he can cannot destroy the seed. And that's really important. We always got to, we need to bind Satan, bind him up and let him know that he cannot take the salvation and he cannot take that healing. We have, we have authority over Satan. We need to use it. It is powerful that we use the authority we have over him. Jesus has given us authority over all the earth when we get saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I did another podcast on that, so I'm not going to talk about it in this podcast. Now let's go straight into the Word and listen to what Jesus has to say. 
and Mark 4, 1 through 9, it says, And again he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was, get, was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Verse 2, He taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teachings, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and destroyed it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it, it had no death, depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Some fell, on, fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But others fell the but other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced some thirty fold, some sixty, and some one hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears, let him hear. And that talks about what I just said. That the seed, you know, sown some of the seed is not even sold on the ground. It's, you know, sown just on a rock and it immediately comes up because it had no ground to go through and it immediately sprouts. Then it just burns up. It fizzles out because there's no ground at all. And we, he has to have ground. A seed, a plant has to have ground in order to root, to get nutrition, nourishment and uh, to uh, grow, to grow effectively and to be what it's, the seed is meant to be. It has to have good ground. And like when you go uh, get a field ready, there's certain steps you have to do for a, a crop, for a harvest. You got to plow the ground. You got to disc the ground. You got to drag the ground. You need to sow fertilizer. And you sometimes you take a sample of the ground up to the agricultural office and they can test it and see what it needs, if it needs lime or other things to get the ground ready for a good crop. And you see, when you, you go in, and sometimes you you know you have to spray uh, weed killer on the ground so uh, there's no weeds come up, and then take it. And when you sow the crops, they will come up, and uh, then after you harvest the crop, you have to harvest it. Then after that, there's still other things you have to do after you harvest the crop to get it ready to be what it was meant, what you sold it, what it was meant to be for, what the seed was meant for. If you plant uh, wheat seed wheat is meant for flour and you have to take the when you harvest it you got to take it and produce it into flour and you had to store it right and all kinds of stuff and there's a whole lot in goes into sowing and getting the ground ready and harvesting and all of that and that it entails and that's what Jesus was, you know, I go in a little bit more depth of it, but um, that's what Jesus is talking about. It has to be, the ground has to be prepared. And when the weak, the weeds come in and it chokes it out. And uh, Jesus goes in and describes it. They asked him what it means. And Jesus goes in talking about it and explains it in Mark four thirteen through 20. And he said to them, do do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When, when they heard, 
Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These, likewise, are ones sown on stony ground when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so endure for a time. Afterwards, when tribulation or, or persecution arises for the word's sake, they immediately stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world, the, the, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground who bear who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some one hundred. And Jesus, he goes in and explain all that. And uh, he, I like it, how he explained that because some people didn't understand it. When uh, it, That's a difference. When we have the Holy Spirit, we understand it. When we read that, we understood what he was talking about. But he goes in and explain it even more in depth so they would explain it. But afterwards, it talks about on Acts 2, he poured out the Holy Spirit. And they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they all spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. See, afterwards, he, they uh, understood, and it come in remembrance what he said, and they remembered it, and they understood. And it talks about, and they remembered, and that's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's power, it says you receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. But it talks to Jesus, talks about, you know, people, they get saved, and but the cares of this world, money and all of that stuff, you know, temptation, lust and everything, it chokes it out, but they lose their salvation. And that's where we come in when we uh, witness to them and uh, they get saved. We are to disciple them. Jesus says we need to disciple people to teach them. And that's not just up to the pastor to do that. That's up to us all. When you witness to somebody, and even especially if you know them or in a relationship with them or their family members, we need to sit down and disciple them, help them. And when, they, when things come against them, when the cares of this world and all temptation comes to them, or money problems, or they worried about, you know, or love money more, and we need to be there for them to teach them, to help them out, to help them weed the, pull the weeds up, to be there for them, to love them. And that's really important. We have to do that. That's our job. That's what Jesus tells us to do. And that's what we should do, to uh, disciple them, to teach them. That's not just up to the pastor to do that. He can't do that for everybody all the time. It's for you to do that in the, on an individual basis. Have Bible studies with them. To pray with them. If they have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, both of you get together and you pray in the Holy Spirit, then really pray. And uh, they learn by watching you and you're an example to them and an example to the world. And that's really important. And especially if you have more knowledge with the, of the Bible for that you sit down and teach them the Bible. That's what we're supposed to do. And we get knowledge we to share it. We get anointing to share it, to share the anointing. He said, and we have we will have more if we share it. That, that's in another podcast. But we're supposed to help them out. And some people are on a different level. Like Paul talks about some people eat meat or 
when they are in their salvation and their Christian experience, they're into the meat part of the word. Some people are in the milk. And don't get discouraged or mad if uh, you're just on milk and if it takes you a long time to get off of milk and to the meat part of the word. When a baby, uh, infants, they all have different stages of development and different lengths of it. Some babies talk for earlier than others. And that doesn't mean that they're smarter or they have a... Uh, they're going to have a better future. It just means some, some, we're on a different level, all of us. And uh, when a Christian gets saved, that they're a baby Christian, especially if they've never known anything about the gospel or anything, they're a baby. We need to treat them like a uh, baby, and we can't overwhelm them because if we overwhelm them, they're just going to slide back in. They're going to lose the salvation because they're overwhelmed. They're a baby Christian. We need to take a time with them and be uh, slow with them to teach them we can't just throw everything at them at once say well you can't do this and you can't do that which they shouldn't do this other stuff but you shouldn't talk to them like that their baby their infant christian like when a baby or a toddler that we don't just go up and be all mean to them it's like don't touch that soul and we're doing it because we love them we're looking after them we don't want them to get burnt and that's how we should treat a new christian how many times have i many times have i heard that uh people don't go to church anymore and because of a, a christian we're overwhelming they're pushing them into it we need to take it slow with them so they know and that's what god wants us to do is to make disciples is to teach them teaching takes a long time and we have to do that don't do not overwhelm them that's the one thing they lose their salvation you know it chokes it out they just it's too overwhelming for them you know they get too much water at once and they just drowned out then they die spiritually and um, that's really important we can't just throw all that out of them at once and expect them to know all this and and uh, well you can't do this you got to do this in order to get healed well that's not scriptural for somebody a new christian if somebody's been a, they've been saved for a long time yes you go up and say you shouldn't do this that's why you're not healed and uh, that's different but when somebody's newly saved we need to take time with them and uh, pull them into it slowly not overwhelm them not overwhelm them with talking about the devil and stuff and uh, which there's the devil out he's out there he comes to kill steal and destroy and it says you know the devil comes in he uh, Satan comes in immediately takes away the word that was sown in the heart and uh, that's a lot that's why we had to bind the devil when we witness into somebody but you know not when we do it to them so they can hear it but before we go witness to somebody when we know who we're going to witness to we bind the devil off of that person bind the devil from stopping their ears up so they can receive it and the devil doesn't come in and take it and we have to do that we have to know how to do or will we pray for somebody bind the devil off of them when we're praying for them to get healed bind the devil off of them and command that not to come back in the name of jesus jesus done that when he prayed for somebody to get free from uh oppression of the devil they was possessed and he said do not come back in them don't and uh we have to do that's really important because if we don't it can come back in them and they'll lose their salvation they'll lose their healing and uh, we we have to learn how to do that we had jesus did it this way and that's what we have to do we have to learn so we can be effective we can't just go around and not know how we how to witness to somebody and overwhelm them and to disciple them when we can't just witness to somebody and say okay you're saved that's all you need and just go on and that's not all of it because it says right here 
the weeds can come up and uh, choke it out choke their healing out and destroy it. the devil will come in and destroy it and the cares of this world and the riches temptation desire of other things are entering into them choke the word out and it becomes unfruitful and that's why some people they lose their salvation real real quick because the stony ground immediately this springs up and still immediately wondrously get saved and it's an amazing experience but it doesn't last and doesn't take and i'm not saying everybody that immediately has this wonderful experience and gets on fire for god it's going they're going to die out spiritually and i'm not saying that but that's why some people that happens to them is because it's on a rock and it, sometimes it takes time on ground it takes time to, to get the ground ready you got to get the rocks out of it and stuff it just takes time through the power of the holy spirit we can do that and we can get frustrated to somebody why they um taking a long time to receive their salvation or or then when they slip or something we can't get frustrated at at that it's more it's just going to take time we got to take time with them and help them out and we got to be there for them and uh, not just to give up on them or sometimes that god might tell you hey you know it's time back away because i want to work with them sometimes we have to do that but then he'll tell us, okay, it's time to talk to them again. It's time to be back in their life and to be there for them. And it's important that we follow the Holy Spirit's leading, what to say, when to say it, how to say it, and uh, what to do, when to do it. It's really important. The Holy Spirit will lead us and teach us all things, it says. He will tell you, give you words of knowledge sometimes when, when you're witnessing to somebody. So they say, wow, there is a God, because how would he know that? And uh, it's really important that we use the flowing of the Holy Spirit. And when I, when I, God put this on my heart about this parable, it wasn't about money and prosperity, which that is a good interpretation, but it was about salvation, healing, and other things that we sow to see the word as a word. It takes root and it grows, and they become a very strong Christian have much faith like a mustard seed is real small and it takes root and it becomes a a big plant and uh, that's what the word is when you witness to somebody and it takes root and they become a strong 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 christian god has a calling for everybody and if we do it correctly and disciple them they can become the christian that it was they were meant to be which the holy spirit does that but he uses us to so we can help them to disciple them when they, in the Bible, when they lay hands on somebody, and ordain somebody, they ordain them to go out and they get disciples of men. Then the, them, the, them disciples, they go pray for somebody and they make other disciples and so on and so on. We have to be there for them to teach them so they can learn and do it slowly and be there for them. That's what we have to do. That's part of our commission is to be there for somebody. And when we pray for somebody, we can't just get frustrated and say, well, you know, they lost their healing. We should, tell, when we pray for somebody, we bind the devil and say, do not come back in them. And uh, we need to be there for them, text them all the time. And when somebody gets saved, text them, or they get healed, text them, say, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Did you pray today? Did you read the Bible? Did you worship God? And uh, be there for them on a constant basis. Don't be annoying to them. But like, hey, you know, 
How are you doing today? You want to go out to eat? You want to talk? You want me to come over and pray for you? And let's pray and read and do a Bible study and stuff like that. That's what we're supposed to do is to be there for them and to disciple them. Don't just leave it up to your pastor. That's not his job. That's job for everybody, for all of us to uh, be there for somebody and to do it in a right way, in a loving way, and not be hateful about it and not get all mad if they don't understand. We can't get mad at them because they're a new Christian. We're on a much higher level because we've been saved for a while. You're ministers, you're ordained. That's well, You're on a higher level. You've been there for a while and you know. And uh, you got to let them know and don't get frustrated. Well, why ain't I... Ain't I be used like that? You tell them you will. God's taking with you slowly so you can learn it and be a strong Christian. And you need to explain that to them so they don't get upset at themselves and say, well, why am I not just getting this? Or why am I not getting touched like that? Or why am I not being used like that? Why don't I, when, when I pray for somebody, why don't they get healed? You need to explain to them, take it slowly with them so they don't get frustrated and get choke, choke it out, the uh, word, the uh, plant in them, the salvation, and they will keep it. And we need to be there for them so they won't get overwhelmed and get frustrated and give up. That is really important. And we can't just expect to throw, it, throw them into it and expect them to immediately be on the same level as we are. It doesn't say that's not biblical. They are milk. They need to be... Uh, taught the milk of the word the basics of christianity the basics of salvation all the basics of the old testament then when they learn that and when they're ready it's like a baby it takes milk then goes into baby food then it goes into real food and that's a baby christian you take it to them slowly in stages you're their spiritual parents in a way that you teach them well god is the father of god but he uses us to because we are the body of christ he uses us to do it which he could do it by himself, but he wants us to do it to teach him and teach him in a good biblical way. And if you are newly saved, you need to have a good church and be around a good Christian that can be there for you and to teach you so you can be a powerful person of God. Because everybody, God wants to use everybody in this end time revival and everybody has a calling on their life and a ministry God has placed on them it's in the word go ye all the world and preach the gospel to every creature baptize them in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit and said signs and wonders shall follow those that believe it's not a question if it's or if it's for it's not just for a certain person or a pastor it's for everybody he called everybody Every single person, the signs and wonders can follow everybody, and don't get frustrated and think why not. You know why I'm not why, not at this level. Why just get it? Learn the word, pray all the time. It just takes time, and in different stages, and uh, it's up to the person that that's saved has been saved for a while to help you out. Go go up to somebody and say, hey. You know, that if you know that they're a good Christian and they baptize the Holy Spirit and you can really trust them, say, hey, can you help me? Can we do a Bible study together? Or go up to the pastor and say, hey, pastor, uh, can, do you have somebody that uh, I can work, work with closely and pray, have a prayer meetings in the home and do a Bible study with and I could trust? And then your pastor will set up somebody with you. And if he don't, and if the church doesn't do that, and if he don't believe in that, you need to find a church that does. There's a lot of good churches out there that believe in small groups. And small groups are really important. 
especially if it's a really big church. So it should be one-on-one basis. You know, a pastor can do that, but uh, most of the time he doesn't, especially if it's a big church, he doesn't have time to do that. Or her, if it's a senior female pastor, either way, they don't have time to do that to really get involved with it on an individual basis because that is up to us people as ordained ministers under that pastor or social pastors or whatever or anybody or your family that say that's up to them to do that and that we have to do that it's really important and if you're not saved or you've lost your salvation because of things come in and then took it killed the salvation or if you're you lost your healing pray pray this prayer after me lord jesus come into my heart be the Lord of my life. I confess that you died on the cross for me. I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Use me in a mighty way. Wash me in your blood, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to send someone in my life that can help me, that can disciple me and uh, bring me along slowly so I can learn slowly so I can be a life long Christian and have a life long ministry so I will not slip and fall in the name of Jesus I thank you Lord for saving me I confess that you are my Lord and Savior write me in the book of life Lord in the name of Jesus I want to go to heaven and be in your presence Lord touch me in a mighty way Lord in the name of Jesus amen and if you just prayed that prayer with me I really thank that thank God that you did that because that's a really powerful thing to be saved that is awesome and or if you come back like the prodigal son that come back heaven's rejoicing there's a big party for your sake because of you have come back and you're saved you're going to heaven that is an amazing thing and it's really powerful email me at chan that revival is here.org and i would love to hear that it says confess me before man i will confess you for before my father which is in heaven that's really important to confess that and then I would love to hear it because it's be it's an amazing thing. And go find you a good church, a good spirit-filled church that preaches the Bible, believes that Jesus is the only way to heaven, and you get involved in the church. Help them out. Do what you can do. And find a good person that can be there for you and to disciple you and teach you. Find you a church that has some good uh, small groups, individual groups, and good Sunday school classes. Are good whatever classes they have on whatever days you can go and learn and be taught slowly and if they have a, a new christian group or class that you can get involved in that and learn slowly so you can be a strong christian and you don't get overwhelmed all at once and if you need to get healed or you lost your healing and you want to get healed i'm gonna pray for you right now god i ask you to heal everybody in the name of jesus i bind you satan from coming against them i bind you satan from bringing that disease or illness back onto them or that demon in the name of jesus i bind you satan from entering back into them and i command you to loose them and I set them free in the name of jesus jesus has given me authority through jesus through his blood in the name of jesus i command you to loose them satan in the name of jesus and uh, if you, get, you just got healed, email me at chan at revivalishere.org, and I'd love to hear, hear that testimony. 
And uh, this podcast is copyrighted 2011 Revival is Here Ministries by Chan Smith. Thank you for tuning in, and I'm glad I had the opportunity to share the word with you today. Thank you, and God bless.